Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is sportsethos.com presentation. You can find the show anywhere that you can get podcasts. Apple, Google, Audible, Amazon, Stitcher, and of course on Dash Radio as well a couple of times a week. So, welcome back. It's been a little while. I know that I've left the show out into the ether for a little bit. Uh, wasn't much to talk about, and also just a bit of R&R. We know this season's going to be a big one, so I thought we'd compile it all into this episode today where we talk about the off-season. We've had plenty of it. I know we were doing some some off-season project stuff earlier on in that. Uh, it's dragged on throughout all of June, July, August... And now the end of September, I can't believe we're here, and 10 days away from, or if that, uh, for Pelicans basketball against the Bulls, 4th of October, that is, uh, to kick off the preseason. Before we kick off, uh, I want to send everyone over to sportsethos.com to go and check out everything that's going on over there. Fantasy season is upon us, so, of course... If you play fantasy basketball, you need to go and check out what's going on at Sports Ethos. And we'll talk about that a little bit longer uh, later on in the show. But today we're going to be talking about Pelicans. So plenty to cover, plenty to get across. We're going to talk about uh, our new Hall of Fame uh, executive. We're going to talk about some roster changes, the coaching changes, and everything else that's been going on. It's... um. It's been a, a wild ride, I suppose, the last month. And, and to say that without actually changing the roster in terms of trades or, or movement, uh, we, we've pretty much stood pat. And we're going to talk about how that isn't a bad thing. So all of that coming up today. So let's kick off with, I suppose, firstly, happy birthday to Swin Cash for the other day. Our new Hall of Famer, uh, she was inducted in the other day. Uh, fantastic uh, achievement and well-deserved. It's great to have someone of her caliber in our front office, I suppose, leading from the front, a great uh, representative of, of basketball, of uh, women athletes, of, of black women athletes as well. Uh, I, I, I just think it's fantastic. Honestly, as children and, and as people growing up, you look up to people that look like you and, and to have that diversity and to have that uh, representation, it matters. It really does. And, and I mean, it's coming from a white middle-class male in Australia, you know, that I've had that opportunity. I haven't had the struggle that a lot of people have had to have and I can own that and I, I recognize my privilege as it is. But for a lot of people out there, they don't get that opportunity. They don't have that ability to 
to look up and see, hey, that's someone like me that can do this. And, and that's why representation matters. So I thought we'd kick off with that. And I think it is just fantastic, uh, an absolute uh, awesome achievement, well-deserved. And uh, yeah, congratulations again to Swin Cash for that. Um, looking forward to uh, to seeing her lead from the front again this year in that Pelicans organization. So congratulations. Another thing that has happened... Um, and we'll probably talk about this, I don't know if we do it off the bat, I suppose the news regarding the Celtics coach, Imi Yudoka, as well as Robert Sarver, the owner of the um, Phoenix Suns, or, well, he soon-to-be former owner, um, we might talk about that towards the end, because I, I think that's a, a conversation that we do need to have and uh, needs to be touched on, both probably the big controversies of the off-season, and one probably uh, evolving more quickly than the other and and uh, in the last few days and a difficult conversation to have but again another one that we just need to address because again this is a league that we all follow that we support that we uh that we embrace and and, and again we need to hold each other accountable. We need to bring each other up and, and there needs to be uh, some checks and balances in terms of the attitude and, um, I suppose, responsibility bestowed on, on the, the custodians of the game for for better uh, want of the word. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up. Um, but to the Pelicans, let's talk about the Pels because that's what we're here for. Um, and then you can hear about my rant and carry on at the end. Um there was an article that came out the other day about Zion Williamson. We're going to talk about that right now. Uh, Jasper Bibbs, the strength coach, the personal strength coach of Zion, had a sit-down interview with Will Guillory of The Athletic. Fantastic article if you haven't gone and listened to that. Um, Will, of course, is, is a wordsmith. He's fantastic at writing articles, and um, and he gets really in-depth uh, analysis into this. He he talks about how Zion's reshaped his body. He's had a whole different uh, approach to his nutrition, to his exercise, to recovery. Um, and he says that, that Zion is is a different beast this year. He looks like a completely different athlete, a better athlete than than pre injury. And I mean, you've got to be excited about that. Uh, I think go and read the article because that really sets out. Um, the different things that they worked on. He, he just got back from an eight-week uh, boot camp, for want of a better term, where he went to Florida and just absolutely flogged it two-a-days um, in the gym and, and just getting himself completely ready. We've seen the photos coming out from the Jordan um, drop of the Zion tool, the different photos on his Instagram, and he's looking strong. He's looking athletic. Um, you can see it in his face that he slimmed down a bit. Uh, he looks he, he looks phenomenal, honestly, and I mean, I don't know if that's a weird thing to say, but he does just look like absolutely prime form. I think he's going to um, come out and, and silence the haters, so I'm looking forward to seeing him come out and uh, 40 top 40 ranked in the ESPN rankings. Oh, good luck to the other 39 people in front of him because he is going to be coming back with a vengeance and I'm looking forward to seeing him really take control of his own career and, and be able to um, silence everyone that has decided to jump on his back. It was it was great to, um, to really see that um, and to hear from a guy that's been in the trenches with, with Zion getting himself right and, um, yeah, well, 
we're excited. I know I am. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone else is to see what adding a guy, an all-generational uh, talent um, back into the team that did well last year is, is going to do. I think good luck to the rest of the league. How do you guard us? I don't know. Now, I've been saying it. Everyone's saying it. Uh, the league is in some strife. Now, if you haven't been on the Pelicans YouTube page recently, a new episode of the, the Squad Drop, that was fantastic to get a little bit of content just on the eve of Media Day, Media Day being on Monday. Um, we got to see, well, what the guys were up to. Herb went off to the Philippines. We got to see them, uh, it looked like they put a court, uh, basketball court together and, and a few camps and things like that. Big Filipino uh, basketball following over there. So great to have a few Pels fans after Herb's little visit. And actually been watching the charts of this show. And uh, hello to everyone in the Philippines that listens in. Also South Korea. You guys have been keeping us uh, keeping us ticking along in this uh, the doldrums of the off-season. So uh, welcome and thanks for listening. We also saw the Las Vegas trip, the Summer League. Uh, we got a... Cheeky cameo from Rel, who'd been on this show a couple of times, uh, and talked about the Pels 12 and how they Im- uh, impact as a fan base, where that all originated from. Uh, that was a great little insight as well. Uh, if you recall, and if you don't know, it's from the JJ Reddick tweet where he clapped back and said, uh, All 12 of you, when someone said, uh, You're a, I don't know, something about you're no good for Pels fans or something. and uh, he clapped back, and all of a sudden that was born. So out of the, the pettiness and out of the saltiness, we we formed the fan base. So that was um, that was a really nice little insight. We saw a bit of Trey Murphy walking uh, the draft night catwalk and interviewing everyone. Dyson Daniels, we saw the team dinner, and Dyson complaining about his, the cut of his steak, or the cooking of his steak, which I thought was hilarious. Um, if you go back and listen to that, um, yeah, really was a great little eight-minute taster of what's to come and pulled up all those memories of last year. I mean, it feels like forever ago, but also, hell, it was only four or five months, but we need to capture what happened last year again and channel it into this year. There's expectations this year, don't get me wrong. But last year was special. I think the way we started, everyone coming together, We've built a great uh, base now, foundation, and uh, and we need to build on that and turn it into a situation where we know we're good. We expect to win every game. And when the confidence comes, you might, you're not going to win every game. Of course you're not. But if you have that expectation, that belief, it makes it 10 times harder, uh, easier Sorry to, to be successful. Visualization is the key. So these guys... All the fans have got to channel it. All of the players have got to channel it. I think everyone's heading in the, in the right direction for the first time in a very long time. And this could be a special year. It really could. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, so, we also had the Exhibit 10 deals um, signed, which are essentially sign and wave deals. They're training camp deals. Uh, these guys will come and train along during training camp and then their rights will be retained. They'll go and play in the G League for the squadron. Uh, so we signed Isaiah Brockington, 6'4 shooting guard out of Iowa State. Uh, Zylan Cheatham got actually signed today, which is fantastic. He's from the squadron. Uh, if you don't remember him, he's played for the Pels before. Uh, fantastic power forward. 
uh, 6'8", out of Arizona State. He's played around for a while, uh, but great with the squadron, real leader on the court there. Uh, we also signed um, John Petty, another Birmingham squadron guy. He's been around for a little bit. Played last year, will play again this year with the squadron. Uh, 6'5", shooting, uh, small forward. Daquan Plowden, if you recall from the Summer League, he was a fantastic standout, was fighting for that um, uh, other two-way spot, uh, and unfortunately just gets the 10-day the 6'6 guard out of uh, Bowling Green, jumps out of the gym, got injured towards the end of uh, Summer League, but otherwise was just probably one of our better players. Uh, our two-way was signed by Dayron Sebron, uh, shooting guard 6'7 out of NC State. Uh, we liked him. We liked what we saw out of him towards the end of Summer League. He really got going, probably more minutes, more opportunity. There was less guys to take shots. Uh, so squad looking pretty tidy. Uh, he'll go back and forth between the squadron and the Pels, uh, and so we can develop him as well. Nice, lengthy shooting guard. We like big guards. We've noticed we've got we're getting length, we're getting defense, we're getting speed, uh, and yeah, he fits the he fits the build. So squad's looking tidy. We're, we'll get through training camp the next week and a bit, I think, uh, and after media day, and then uh, then we're into it. And I, for one, am excited. So after the break, we will come back and we will discuss the actual preseason dates, the games, if you don't recall. Uh, and then I think I'll do my little rant about the issues with the league over the last couple of months. And um, and then we'll... Oh, and coaching changes. And then we'll pack it up. So be back after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, listeners, it's time to talk a little fantasy hoops. Do you remember who led you to Tyrese Halliburton, DeJounte Murray and Terry Rozier, and of course, Mikhail Bridges, before any other rank list? That's right, it was the Brewski 150, and you probably turned those huge wins into some cash, didn't you? Great. Well, this year, the Brewski 150 is on sale for a limited time, and Ethos 360 subscribers can get an access in less than a week. Head to sportsethos.com and click on the premium tab to grab membership or draft guide today. And yes, to answer your most important question, the Brewski 150 is included in both options. Check back daily for more new features and go dominate your leagues again with sportsethos.com. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle here, remaining on the mic. Uh, before the break, we broke down pretty much what was going on the team. We talked about um, the Swing Cash uh, Hall of Fame. We talked about the Exhibit 10 deals. We talked about the new episode of the squad. And, of course, Zion we touched on as well. So, before that, I, I said, I foreshadowed dun, 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 uh, that we were going to have a chat about the coaching changes. They were sort of finalized a bit today, um, and we look 
Pell's stacked, all right? Pell's stacked. Let's just say that. So, a bit of a change. Coach Ryan Pannone from the squadron, head coach of the squadron, has moved to a full-time assistant with the Pelicans. Uh, fantastic guy and has been on this show. Great uh, insights we got from him back in January, I think it was. And a uh, really, really lovely guy. Well-deserved, hard-working, has worked his way up the ranks. Um Sammy Gelfand from, oh, I think that's how you pronounce it, has been hired as Senior Director of Basketball Analytics, um, and he was with the Warriors the last few years. He was the start of that uh, that dynasty that, that kicked that off, so, you know, don't want to foreshadow anything, but uh, it's a good get. Jordan Kincaid has been added to the training staff as Assistant Strength and Conditioning Coach. Ryan Fraser has been promoted to Assistant Coach. Corey Brewer and Darnell Lazare has have been elevated to assistant coach slash player development coach. Brandon Damas has been promoted to two-way coach. Jordan Maguire has been promoted to player development assistant slash assistant shooting coach. Oh, the uh, the apprentice for uh, for Fred. And Dior Fisher has been elevated to player development assistant. So uh, we're really building some pathways for some guys there, moving up the ranks, and, and that's great. We want coaching development as well as player development, and consistency is the key. So you retain, you get some new people in, get new perspectives, and honestly, I love all these moves. So uh, looking forward to seeing that. And of course, their contributions this year, it's going to be fantastic. So that's that. Um, the preseason dates. Gear up. Because it's coming hard and fast and um, honestly, it, it's going to be upon us and we'll be back chewing the fat about uh, actual Pelicans basketball. And I mean, I, I'm hanging out for this. I, I really am. Uh, as we know, September the 30th is day one of NBA season or preseason, 2022-23 season. Uh, and it's a 6pm game my time because... It's played in Japan, which is Warriors and Wizards. So we're getting basketball and it's coming quickly. Um, we also get to see a little NBL slash NBA crossover, which is uh, the 36ers and the Suns. That's coming up on the 3rd of October. Now, our first game is on the 4th of October, uh, which is against the Bulls. That is going to be on TNT. So you'll be able to see it on national broadcast. Whether or not we see Zion back for that, I assume we're going to get a, a, a good run out. Um, there'll be, I suppose, limited minutes and the like. You know, we always only play the starters a, a little bit. Uh, we then move on, have a couple of days off, and have our second game against the Pistons. And that's on League Pass, so you'll be able to watch that. Um, I suppose just on the normal broadcast, you watch it over there. Uh, and... They've just landed Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Jazz, so that's going to be interesting to see how he fits in. Would have been a good fit for the Pels, but again, you've got to give stuff up, and consistency is what we I think we're uh, sort of sitting on this year after having a bit of um, turnover in the last few years. We then play the Spurs on the 10th of, or the 9th of uh, October, and we finish off, I think the last game that we have is the... Oh, no, we play the Heat on the 13th of the 10th, and we finish off, I think, with a Birmingham game against the Hawks. Yeah, that's it, uh, on the 14th. So, plenty of basketball to come. Looking forward to seeing that um, for our preseason. And then we're into it. And opening night, 
well, we're on the second night of, of the season on the 19th against the Nets. We kick it off. So there's going to be some Australians playing together, which is going to be fantastic. Uh, I said a tweet out before. There's going to be Dyson, Patty, Ben Simmons, and uh, Kyrie Irving as a questionable um, Australian, honorary Australian. So that's going to be a great game, and that's going to be a great test because you're taking on guys like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. They're a team that's trying to figure it out. Uh, ben Simmons and how he's going to get in. Just did that interview with on JJ Reddick's pod. It was quite good. Um, again, JJ, very self-indulgent as per, but uh, got a little bit of information out of Ben, which was nice. Um, so if, if you can sit through an hour of um, JJ Reddick war stories, then you know, you'll know you get a little bit of Ben Simmons flavoring on top. Now... Um, this is, this is something I wanted to do a pot on for a while, and I wanted to frame it um, in a way that wasn't all, you know, doom and gloom, you did the wrong thing. But I'm going to start with the Robert Sarver stuff. He's now announced that he's going to be selling the team. They've said that there was pressure from the NBA. He was suspended for one year with a $10 million um, fine. And... This came after basically systemic uh, racial comments towards uh, his employees. He he said uh, bullying, sexual uh, comments to people, sex, basically sexual harassment. Uh, essentially, he said, well, it is sexual harassment. Um, and all of this, uh, building a really toxic workplace, which for a team that uh, is starting to have some on-court success, they've really done well to, I suppose, move people separate that uh, the church and state, for want of a better term, between the executive and the team. That's not to say that the team weren't sub- subjected to that at all, and, and from all reports, there has been a lot of uh, controversy to the players as well throughout the journey, and it's it's uh, a poor reflection on the NBA that it went on for as long as it did. This doesn't seem like it was an overnight thing. He's been doing it the whole time, uh, a bit of a power trip, one of the 30 majority owners of the NBA uh, over a franchise, owns the Phoenix Mercury as well. And it it takes, I know the NBA put their, um, I suppose, uh, powers that be that they had to be able to, they used the full extent of what their powers were to punish someone for this. (laughs) What makes it, it tough is that, this doesn't seem like a, an unknown thing. Everyone that came out, there was heaps of people that, that responded to the uh, the inquest. And it takes this long to get through the process, and I understand that. But such a shame that people weren't able to address this sooner and that there were so many employees that actually went through uh, having to deal with high-ranking executives, the owner, and then from all reports, there's a whole heap of people in the boys' club uh, there that were peddling the same sort of filth um, and some still remain there from all reports uh, from uh, what we see on ESPN and the like that um, they were talking about from current employees. Hopefully they can clean house and really and clean it up. You know, last time we saw something like this was Donald Sterling. The only reason that Clippers was sold is because Shelley Sterling decided to sell. Uh, she got a pretty good deal out of it. They both got just about a billion bucks each, which is not bad for... Um, being racist, um, it's it's a tough situation, and I just think we're, as we've seen it in the AFL as well at the moment, the systemic racism and and belittling and bullying and things like that, and 
I just think we need to be better as, as a people. Uh, I think we need to stop... I mean, this is just me preaching to the uh, to the converter, but in no other em- uh, employment situation, doesn't matter what your job is, if you're CEO of whatever, um, you can't act that way. You, you can't be a dickhead and expect to just have uh, be immune to, to the clapback. Robert Savick's apology was woeful. He came out and said, in an unforgiving climate, that he couldn't, uh, he couldn't take the time to let people heal with this year away. It's not about an inf- unforgiving climate. It's about not being a dickhead. And if you're going to be a dickhead, you've got to wear the consequences because people depend on you. And it shouldn't take players having to come out to make change. And while we appreciate that they do, we appreciate that, that LeBron and, and Chris Paul and Draymond Green come out and use their platform to assist in um, bettering this league. But it shouldn't come down to them. It shouldn't come down to the employees to have to speak up. There should be checks and balances in place for this not to happen. I get it happens in every workplace. Oh, how do you stamp it out completely? Well, you can't. But there needs to be accountability and there needs to be people willing to say, no, that's not okay. And if that means that there's an inquest or a review of um, each team... Well, so be it. You make plenty of money every year. Make sure that the culture's in place, that these this uh, workplace culture is nice. It's not hard to be a good person. It really isn't. And when you're in a position of power like Sava was, you took advantage of people and you took the piss. And uh, I, I think he's going to get a big sum of money. He's going to get X billion dollars out of this. Um you know, I suppose that's the cost of, of getting uh, toxic people out of a league and an industry that we love. You know, we all we all follow this. We don't want people like this at the top. There's 30 people that get the opportunity to be the, the leader of, of an NBA franchise, an owner of an NBA franchise. And you, and you treat people like that. It's disgusting. So... It's enough of that. In the end, we're getting him getting... He's having to sell it, which is great. Um, Don't let the door hit you on the way out, Robert Sava. And all the best with your future endeavours because no doubt you end up falling on your feet as these uh, billionaires tend to do. But um, I don't want to hear from you again. So, peace. Now, the other controversy, and apology for that being long-winded sort of rant, but... uh, the other, other thing that happened was Imi Yudoka, coach of the Celtics, took them to the finals last year in his first year, um, has been stood down, suspended for the whole year uh, after there was a... It was discovered he had a consensual relationship with a colleague which was not in line with workplace um, code of conduct and and it was... It was first uh, said that he was facing disciplinary action by Woj. Shams then came out and said, oh, it was because he had an intimate consensual relationship with a colleague. Uh, Further details came out that he'd made some derogatory comments or unwanted uh, comments towards this member of staff um, later on. And that's where the, the issues really came to light i don't think it was the so much the consensual relationship i think it was the fact that it then overtook the line into the uh, derogatory comments and 
all of a sudden the power dynamic becomes very apparent. When you're the head coach, the face of a franchise, so to speak, um, and you're having relations with a subordinate from all reports, um, it, uh, it it's a fine, it's a grey area to walk through firstly because there is that power dynamic. There's an innate power dynamic there. And as an employee and, and a, and a um, employer, I suppose he's still an employee, but probably higher ranked, uh, a boss and a subordinate, it is one of those situations that it, it's frowned upon. Where it oversteps is where it stops being a consensual relationship and, and a, um, or even a, a consensual, um, uh, I suppose, affair, for want of a better term, when it oversteps and when one party starts to use their power against the other and, and it becomes even more apparent that that was in place the whole time. So they've got some reflecting to do. They've also got partners from all reports. Well, we don't know who the, the woman is. We know it's not um, one of their executives who had her face smeared all over the uh, the internet, which was completely outrageous. And I think the mishandling of the reporting of this has been woeful. Uh, we've been drip-fed information and I think it should have come out all at once rather than this uh, speculation that came out and, you know, dragged everyone through the mud, which is um, is not what you want to have. And I think we need to be better there as well. Um, in no way do I condone any of the uh, ins and outs of what happened in that situation. I'm not close enough to it to be able to, um, to comment further than it stinks um, it, it's not a good situation to be in and um, we need to be better. And I suppose, again, workplace culture, workplace um, uh, workplace relations and, and code of conduct should be adhered to. And I think people further up the chain become more accountable um, than, than people that are at the bottom because the power dynamic exists. So, uh, again... Harping on all of the uh, the hard hitting topics on the first episode back, and whether or not you you like that, well, I'm happy to go into any of that. Now to change pace a little bit and try to lighten the mood, um, if you can, after that pretty heavy uh, sort of segment, we have the new collective bargaining agreement coming out. When that does come out, I might do a little separate series, maybe on YouTube. Uh, discussing the new CBA and what this means, the changes. Uh, I have a legal background, so. Those big documents uh, don't frighten me. They uh, they do. Well, they don't excite me, but they they are a bit of my bread and butter. So we'll go through that if anyone's interested, and and we can break that down. We can do some questions and stuff on that if anyone uh, is interested. Uh, I I find that the administrative side of the NBA uh, very interesting. So I'm happy to go into that, and I might just do it for fun. So if you want to watch it, you can do it. If you don't, well, awesome. But anyway, I think that's probably where we are. We'll finish, I don't know, sort of on a big, exciting note. I will be in the area, the New Orleans area, from the 26th of December until the 7th of January. Hopefully, we'll tee some stuff up when we're there, and uh, I don't know what the plan is yet, but um, I'm going to be seeing five games. Those five games that are over there will be there for New uh, New Year's. So if you see me out and about, come and say hello. Um, we'll have a few beers and uh, and chew the fat. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. So as always, this has been the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host.
Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans is the show. Stay safe and uh, bye for now. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.